This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. It's important to establish that culture of winning, the importance of winning, and doing things the right way. So for us, it's just to keep building upon that. Throws to the end zone. It is caught for the Miami touchdown. It's Parker. All day long with Devontae Parker. Picked off. Going to the end zone is Eric Rowe for the touchdown. Play fake. Throws it. There he is. Wiggins. And it's a big man touchdown in Miami. What is up, Fins fans? Welcome into another edition of Fin It to Win It, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Bet Online. I'm Riley Bradshaw. He's Mason Inglehart. We have a bonus episode for you guys today, coming in hot because big news dropped in the AFC East earlier this week. Cam Newton is going to the New England Patriots. We're here to talk about what does that mean for the landscape of the AFC East. But before we jump into that, Mason, I want to go over some cool stuff that we're doing on social media, in particular at Finit to Win It on Facebook and Twitter. Our Dolphins trivia giveaway that we started earlier this week. Why don't you tell the people more about that? Our first giveaway, Riley, the Tua jersey, was a huge success. I think we had over 1,800 retweets, close to yes, 2,000 sir. retweets on that. So we thought for this giveaway, we would switch it up a little bit, maybe make it a little bit more challenging, but also make it a lot more fun to interact with the show. So for this trivia contest, there's going to be four total posts about it. Each post is going to be on Twitter and Facebook. To enter, all you have to do is, of course, follow Finna to win it, retweet if it's on Twitter, share it if it's on Facebook, and then answer the trivia question correctly. For each post, we're going to pick two random fans, and they're going to battle each other head-to-head on Finit to win it. And if you win your matchup with Dolphins Trivia, you are entered into win a $100 gift certificate to NFL Shop, a pretty sweet prize for just beating one person in trivia. And those four people who win their matchups, they'll go into the pot. One name will be drawn out. They'll get the $100. But even if you don't win your matchup or if you don't win the $100 gift card, you're still going to walk away a winner on Finit to win it. 
It's like those infomercials when you do the deal and it's like, but wait, there's more. Yes. There's more. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you could win a hundred dollar gift card, but if you participate, you're still going to win a prize regardless. So we have our first of four posts that are out now at Finit to Win It on Facebook and Twitter. So make sure you check us out on social media and interact with that post so you could get involved in the Dolphins trivia giveaway that we just kicked off. So make sure you do that. Make sure you follow us on any major podcast platform. On Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate the five-star rating and review. It helps the show out a ton. So thank you for doing that. Thank you to all the fans for supporting the show, as always, here at Finit to Win It. Mason, we have a bonus episode for the people here today. Cam Newton, you knew it was coming. And damn it, wasn't it just perfect timing by those sleazy Patriots, man? The day they signed Cam Newton is the day when all those sanctions come down for yet another cheating scandal for the New England it, Patriots. It's, it's very suspicious. It what really perfect is. timing. It does, though, answer one question. We were wondering this season, were the Patriots going to kind of be a wolf in sheep's clothing? Were they going to, quote unquote, tank this season so they could be in the running for Trevor Lawrence? Because, of course, with a team that's won how many division titles in a row? 12, something like that. They would be so lucky. We'll just leave it at a lot. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll say a lot. The number itself just depresses me. So they'd be so lucky. They'd be so lucky. Like one of the other teams in the NFL history where they've had a great Hall of Fame quarterback for so many years, they have one down year and boom, they're back at it. So this does answer that question that Bill Belichick says, I have a lot left in the tank. I can do this without Brady. I'm going to make a move in the offseason to try to help my team contend for an AFC East crown. I'm sure Chris Sims is shocked, Mason, (laughs) that the Patriots would bring in another quarterback to compete with the uber-talented Jared Stidham. Now, I know he loves Cam Newton, too, but still. (laughs) That's like like, uh, the 49ers. When they had Montana, they also bring in Dan Marino. That's that's where Chris Sims is coming from with that. Yeah, so we're going to break down just the fit first of how this kind of fits into what the Patriots do. And then we're going to get into just how it affects the landscape of the AFC East. Now, I don't think this is necessarily, Mason, a knock on Jared Stidham. Because, first of all, he's a fourth-round pick out of Auburn. So he comes in already as a project. So it's not that necessarily the New England Patriots aren't high on Jared Stidham. He just might not be ready for the field this year. So... They were kind of scrambling around. We need to find somebody because he is not the guy to get us where we want to go this year. And Cam Newton is out there, former NFL MVP. He had a whole year to sit out and recuperate from his injury. So they bring him in on this extremely team-friendly deal. I mean, the incentives make it up to like $7.5 million, but he's basically coming in on the veteran minimum around a $1 million. So it's basically a win-win in terms of, hey, why not bring in this guy who was an NFL MVP caliber player. He may be a shell of himself now, but hey, he's still, what, 31, 32 years old. So he's still in the prime, at least age-wise, of his career. When you have Stidham and Brian Hoyer as you your do something. top two options for your for your quarterbacks, you have to do something. You can't sit there and say, oh, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. This is going to be get me really pumped. Jared Stidham, who did not show much last season, he's he's one of the classic examples of media hyping somebody up, aka Chris Sims. We won't mention him again. That that'll be the last time we mention him this show. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Patriots they had to do something. Um, and like I said, this shows that they think that they can contend still. 
that they're still a playoff team or a Super Bowl caliber team, and they're, they're not just going to lie down. Now, the big question is going to be if Cam Newton is healthy, what he can do. But before we get into that, let's talk about how this is a very similar move to what the Patriots have done under Bill Belichick. Every few years or so, they kick the tires of a player who was either, like you mentioned, former MVP in Cam Newton in 2015, Randy Moss comes to mind. Remember, when Randy Moss was with the Oakland Raiders, when the Patriots got him, he looked awful. He looked like he's, his career was done. What does he do the, with New England? Oh, my Lord. He breaks the record book, receiving touchdowns. That team that almost went undefeated challenged the Dolphins' 72 record there. You look at other guys, running back Corey Dillon. He was somebody who didn't know how he was going to translate to New England. He fit in very nicely there. And then this one really didn't work out, but just another example, Antonio Brown. Chad Johnson's another one that comes to mind. So the Patriots are known to doing this. Now, they'll bring in guys with different personalities. And listen, Cam Newton checks that box too. He's had his run-in with teammates before, the media, other things like that. As long as they can follow the Patriots' way, quote-unquote the Patriots' way, they'll stick with the team. And you mentioned it, Riley. The biggest thing about this deal is the incentives. $7.5 million Cam Newton can earn. Now, we don't know what those incentives are yet and how he could get them, but the fact that this deal is so driven on incentives really shows that Cam Newton's going to have to come prepared, focused, and ready to rock and roll for New England. And honestly, as a Dolphin fan, that does scare me a little bit. It's crazy how one move can just change the conversation so much. I mean, this is such a polarizing move. You mentioned it. There were people out there talking about, are the Patriots trying to lose with Jared Stidham? Are they trying to get in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? Apparently not. But now the script has been flipped. I mean, now we're talking about the Patriots as Super Bowl contenders. And Cam Newton is now a top 10 in terms of odds MVP candidate. I mean, I feel like we got to settle somewhere in the middle here. Like, I don't think the Patriots were going to be that bad, but I don't think this move by all means makes them into, oh, well, this is just the Patriots doing Patriots things. Cam Newton's going to come in and light the world on fire because quite frankly, Mason, I don't know how he fits into this Patriots offense because if you look at what Tom Brady brings to the table and what Cam Newton brings to the table, completely different skill sets. Yeah, totally different skill sets. And then you start to wonder how are the Patriots going to try to change up their offensive philosophy is, is Josh McDaniels going to change his offensive philosophy a little bit to fit Cam Newton? Are they going to lean on passing the ball, the backfield even more with James White? I got to think the Patriots are going to change it a little bit to Cam Newton. I don't think he's going to be able to fit that mold in what Tom Brady did. And once again, the huge if with his injury, I mean, if he cannot put weight on his foot when he is passing the ball, it's going to be very hard for him to stay out on the field. Yeah, you look at what Tom Brady brings to the table. And, it, you know, Tom Brady, by all means, was not the Tom Brady of old last year. They became much more of a run-heavy football team. But what Tom Brady brings to the table, though, is, you know, that leadership at the line of scrimmage, obviously controlling the offense, making the reads, the adjustments necessary, and then pinpoint accuracy, getting the ball out quick. I mean, throughout his career, when he was younger, he was able to adjust when, you know, like you said, Randy Moss came, they were flinging it downfield. I feel like that's what they're going to have to go more to, more to now with Cam Newton because Cam Newton, he brings a lot of positive things to the field. Accuracy is not one of them. I mean, his 
career completion percentage is under 60%. So if you're trying to do these, you know, eight, nine, 10 play drives, dink and dunking down the field, that is not what Cam Newton excels at. Obviously, we know about his running ability, but he likes to push the ball downfield. He likes to have receivers that can make plays downfield, which I don't, I don't see that guy on the New England Patriots roster. I mean, Edelman's a great receiver, don't get me wrong, but he is not the guy that's going to be pushing the ball downfield. I mean, you have a very specific type of skill set in these Patriots wide receivers and the running backs, quite frankly. So I just don't know how they're going to make this, <laughs> make this mad scientist thing work with, I mean, Josh McDaniels is a great offensive mind, but if he can get this offense to be cohesive with the personnel that they already have in place and then what Cam Newton brings, honestly, I'll be shocked. Because I so, just yeah, don't see it. I don't either, but I will say this to, to Cam Newton's credit. Before he got hurt in 2018, the, pa- the Panthers were playing pretty well. I believe they were 6-2 and two in the NFC South. He had like the 10th best passer rating in the league, and he was actually translating his game to performing better throwing the ball short. He, You mentioned his career average for shorter completions was around 60%. Before he got hurt in 2018, it was at 67%. So before his injury, there's not a lot of, obviously there's not a lot to weigh against his negatives about passing the ball short with accuracy, but he was trending in the right direction before he got hurt. I don't think that fits his game. He's going to be a deep ball thrower. That's going to be him. So the Patriots are going to have to find a way around that. I don't think you can convert someone like that who's been playing his whole entire career. I I mean, the fact that they've signed him shows us though that they're going to take some kind of a considered effort to try to change a little bit of their offense to fit his role. They're going to have to because over the past three seasons, Cam Newton was the 41st most accurate passer between one and nine yards among quarterbacks with over 100 attempts. That's not great. (laughs) Not good at all. Not good at all. Yeah, and in the past 10 years, Mason, he is only top 10 in terms of in an overall PFF rating. He only made the top 10 one time. His MVP season in 2015, he had a passing grade in the top 10 for the NFL quarterbacks. Since then, he hasn't done it. So he has struggled to accurately pass the ball, particularly in that 1-10 to yard range, which is the bread and butter of the New England Patriots' offensive philosophy. So I get it. If you're looking to find somebody, hey, you have an MVP, former MVP quarterback out there, why the hell not bring him in and see what happens? So from the Patriots' perspective, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't do it, especially on such a team-friendly deal. I, I just am having trouble visioning how this is going to work out unless they completely change the philosophy going into the season of how they're going to plan to run this offense. And you mentioned it, and it's obviously very well known about Cam Newton's injury history. Perhaps his biggest strength is he's just an athletic monster. There's no quarterback with the makeup of Cam Newton, where it's a third and five, you can bet if he's running the ball, he's going to get that first down. If it's third and goal from the six-yard line and he's running a quarterback draw, odds are he's getting in the touchdown. But over the years, he's taken a beating because of it. I mean, I, I can't remember, Mason. I made this joke a couple episodes ago about somebody we were talking about, and I said it's like the game operation. When you look at all their injuries, that player was nothing compared to Cam Newton. I mean, it's just injury after injury, and it's different injuries. I mean, the year before... He won the MVP. Remember, he was in that car accident, so he messed his back up. He's fractured his ribs. He's torn ligaments. And then, obviously, last year, he had the Liz Frank sprain. 
Uh, the year 2018, you mentioned he started out great, but then he had that shoulder injury and he could barely throw the football. I mean, clearly he, he, you know, he toughed out most of the season, but he was not the same quarterback. And quite frankly, since then, he's not been the same quarterback. So basically anywhere you look on the body, foot, knee, shoulder, I mean, everywhere, concussions, he's had them all. <laughs> he has. And more, and more than likely, this is just a stopping point for his career as in, in New England. This is not going to be him five or seven years unless he just has a miraculous turnaround this season and he shows the Patriots there's no health concerns. He can still play to a high level and they can adapt his offense to meet his needs. Now, that's a lot of ifs right there in that sentence, Riley. Um, this is, though, once again, it goes back to that contract. The fact there's so many incentives in that for him. Sometimes you look at Cam Newton, how motivated is he? Well, he's going to be really motivated because his NFL career is essentially on the line this year. If he wants to get back to get paid after this season, he has to show that he still has something in the tank. Historically, this Liz Frank injury, you mentioned that's been the latest one that he had uh, in a preseason game actually to the Patriots last season. Historically, this Liz Frank injury is much worse for receivers. It's not career impacting for quarterbacks, but he still has to show that he's comfortable planting that foot. Uh, one quarterback that comes to mind that had this injury was Matt Schaub. Not someone who you think of like a oh, Hall of Fame quarterback, but mm -hmm. when Matt Schaub had that injury in 2011, he made the Pro Bowl in 2012. So that shows you right there. The re most recent injury he's had, he could possibly come back from that. No, it's a great point, Mason. I mean, you've seen it all off season. Cam Newton just posting all over social media, workout videos. Clearly, he is motivated to prove people wrong. And now that's elevated even more with this incentive-based deal from the Patriots. So he's he wants to prove that he is can get back to that former MVP caliber player that he was a few years ago. Uh, I want to break down and talk about how this move impacts the landscape of the AFC East. But first, let's get in a quick read from our sponsor of today's episode, Bet Online. Look, everyone, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly but surely making their way back, and Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have a simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Now, Riley, we put out a poll a few days ago, and the poll was about, and, and once again, I mean, we know the optimism from Dolphin fans is like sky high right now. Now, it's getting <laughs> to the point where it's maybe teetering a little bit too high, but I love it still. I love it still. The poll said, if Cam Newton was healthy, would the Patriots be the team to beat in the AFC East? Now, when we were putting this poll out, I think you were more on the side of, oh, I can see there being more nose to this. I, you know, the fact that we've seen so much optimism, I was like, I don't know. I could see a lot of Dolphin fans still believing that the Patriots aren't the, the team to beat in the AFC. 73% said no to this. 73% said the Patriots are still not the team to beat. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's very hard. I mean, when we broke down some of these, when we talked about 
if the Dolphins could go from worst to first, you know, you can't count the Patriots out, obviously, but I know we focused a lot on the Bills as that team right now in the AFC East. We mentioned, you know, in their rebuilding process, they're a year or two ahead of the Dolphins. You know, while we've kind of accelerated that process, I mean, expectations, at least in my opinion, are a lot higher than what, if we were talking at this point last year, than what I would expect at this point in the rebuild process. But yeah, I mean, you bring in a quarterback that's actually serviceable. I mean, if you take a look at the four starting quarterbacks, I think when right there, you identify Jared Stidham as the weak link. So that's going to bring the Patriots down even more. They've continued to lose weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And they lost a ton of key contributors, most of them to the Dolphins <laughs> this past offseason. So they just keep taking blow after blow after blow. But, but... They're still the freaking New England Patriots. And as much as we hate them, winning the division over a decade straight, you can't just totally count them out, especially when you bring in a quarterback with the caliber of Cam Newton. Whether it works or not, that's up in the air. But it's something that you can't just throw out the window. And I've seen a lot of Dolphins fans do that. And obviously this poll says that as well. So I'd be interested to dig more into like why these people said no. Is it because... You think the Bills are the team or you think the Dolphins are ready to make their move? Like, why are the New England Patriots not the favorite? And I kind of agree. I'd still say the Bills at this point. But this move, if it works out, the Patriots are right back in the thick of it. The comments that I've been seeing mostly on social media from our poll and just other things from Dolphin fans commenting, because it is big news at, at a time of year where there's not a ton of NFL news going on. And it really does impact Miami, obviously, with it being New England. But, you know, what I've seen the most is just – Dolphin fans and NFL fans in general just thinking Cam Newton doesn't have anything left. Um, I I tend to disagree with that. I think the fact that this is a huge turning point for his career, if he's going to continue his career in the NFL, he really needs to show some drive, some motivation, and that he's healthy. And like the poll indicated, if he is healthy, doesn't make the Patriots the top team, it either makes them the top team or the second best team in the division. And, And if you don't think that, I'm sorry. And I hate to say this, but I almost want to say you're wrong. It, it, it makes them a huge threat. A healthy Cam Newton, a amazing football mind in Bill Belichick. New England still has a fantastic secondary. New England still has weapons on offense. Now, I'm not saying they have a ton of deep threat rep weapons. I agree with you with that, Riley. But they still have weapons nonetheless. And if you have a quarterback in Cam Newton, like you mentioned, Riley, who can do it on the ground, And if he can get his accuracy kind of where it was before he got hurt in 2018, New England is going to be a handful, and we're going to find out how much of a handful week one to start the season. Let's go ahead and read some of these comments. Why not? I'm looking at the poll right now. And let's go ahead and start with Steve Anderson, the recent winner of our Tua Jersey giveaway. Steve says, at Jersey FinFan, he says he thinks it's going to be a disaster in the making for the Patriots. If you run an offense to fit Cam running the ball – he likely won't last, and if you don't, he can, can't can run for a prolonged period of time. With his personality, he feels like it's going to be an ugly fit. That's another thing you have to consider, just that flamboyant, outgoing personality that Cam brings. Now, Belichick has been able to bring in guys like that, Gronk, Antonio Brown. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> but, you know, guys like Randy Moss back in the day, there have been guys that he's brought in that have caused some issues in other places, but have turned out to be very productive players under Bill Belichick. So I'm not as concerned about that. To me, it's more where I align with Steve is, do you play to his strengths? Because the strengths are what 
that's got him hurt all these times throughout his NFL career. He's still going to have the personality. He's still going to dress in whatever he dresses up for those post-game press conferences and, you know, getting off the plane and all that stuff. That's, he's going to be him, and I, you got to respect him for it. He is who he is. That's that. Oh, yeah, he's a it, different league than guys like Antonio Brown. Like, you know, he says some things that are a little outlandish sometimes, maybe a little immature, but for the most part, he's, a, he's an upstanding guy. So I'm not worried about that really at all. And the fact that they signed him, league minimum or close to league minimum contract and how incentive heavy it is. If he's not fitting the Patriot way, they're going to get rid of him. They don't have to keep him around. They'll roll out with Stidham or Brian Hoyer. And that's that. So the fact they brought him in for such a great deal for them makes me really, really feel like his personality is not going to get in the way. And if it does, he's gone. Yeah. Derek Shoup at Derek underscore Shoup said, this isn't going to work out. I'll be the first to say it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yayit at cool kid TB four said, I don't think the chemistry would be there personally. I believe they can be good, but not top competitors. All I have to say, it's going to be one good division to watch this year. I agree with that. I mean, this move obviously makes things a lot more interesting week one for sure for us Dolphins fans. <laughs> now we're having to prep for Cam Newton and not Jared Stidham. Although I am a little disappointed. I was looking forward to that, that uh, matchup between Stidham and, well, I guess two is not going to start, so that wouldn't have happened week one. But that would have been nice to see how Chris Sims would react to that. Oh, damn it. I mentioned Chris Sims again. I knew we said yeah, we yeah, wouldn't do it. Not about <laughs> and you know what? Listen, I don't think you can pencil in Newton as a week one starter just yet. More than likely, yes. But he has really? to show he's healthy. No, no, no. He has to show he's healthy. If, if he goes through camp and he's not ready by week one, they're not going to rush him out there hurt. So, yeah, I mean, he has to show that he can go through the motions – he can work with the team. I mean, he has to be ready to start. Yeah, I, I agree. He's probably going to be the week one starter, but you never know. Here's a stat that's interesting because of some of the names that are accompanying Cam Newton. So in terms of charted passes as accurate and overthrows, so the past three seasons, Newton ranks 36 out of 41 quarterbacks with at least 500 throws in terms of inaccurate throws. Over that same time frame, the last three seasons, of Newton's passes were charted as high or overthrown by PFF's uh, ratings. Of players with over 300 throws, the only players that beat is Jeff Driscoll, Mason Rudolph, and our very own Josh Rosen. (laughs) Yeah, I was literally literally thinking that. As you were reading that, I was like, he's getting to Josh Rosen sooner or later. (laughs) He had to bring that full circle somehow. That's right. But how does, Mason, how does this impact the landscape of the AFC East in your opinion. So do you think that this move automatically elevates them to the, to the top contender, or do you still think it's the bills? Do you think the dolphins are right up there in the mix? Like, I don't know, man, it's, it's hard for me to pinpoint because it's hard to pick against the Patriots, but they've still lost so many weapons in so many different places of the football field. So it's not just the quarterback position that I was, you know, that I was thinking that the Patriots could take a step back. There's a lot of holes to fill on both the offense and the defensive side for them. Maybe I'm just brainwashed with the uh, the decade or so of do- pure dominance that they've given us in the AFC East. But like I mentioned, I mean, this may not put them as the top team. I would still, right now, making this decision right now, where, where we're at in the NFL, I'd still say Buffalo is the team to beat in the AFC East. But with a healthy Cam Newton, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to watch. I think they're probably the second best team in the AFC East with with that. 
There's so many question marks for Miami, which we've talked about with our positional breakdowns. We don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like throughout the season. I can't say right now that the Dolphins are going to be the team to beat in the AFC East or even second in the AFC East. I'm hoping throughout training camp and the preseason, we can see some of these players start to get in the mix and really make a name for themselves. But as of now, yeah, I mean, Buffalo, number one. New England, though, with this move, I mean, it definitely shows that they're playing chess. It definitely shows that they're not lying down. It shows that they're making an effort to go out there and shake things up, which they have. You know something that's crazy? Looking at Cam Newton's career, he's never had ever back-to-back winning seasons. Yeah, and now I will say there has been different variables for that. The, the Panthers, when they went 15-1, and one, obviously, and they went to the Super Bowl, he was the MVP and they lost in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, th- there was a lot of injuries that next season. In 2016, they went 6-10, and 10, I believe. There was a lot of injuries. And then in 2017, you know, lost Greg Olson for the season. Th- once again, a lot of other things going on. They went 11-5, and five, I believe, in 2017. And then 2018 with the injuries. And they had a good start to the season, too. So it's not all Newton when it comes to the records. But, you know, listen, as a quarterback, as a leader of the team, you do take a big part of that blame if you're not winning consistently. All right, so we talked about this a few episodes ago when we were looking at the quarterback situation for each team. Which quarterback situation would you take for the next five years? And we talked about, obviously, at the time, it was Jared Stidham, obviously Tua, Josh Allen, and then Sam Darnold for the Jets. And I want to go a little past that now. I mean, let's just look at quarterback rooms because if you look at the Dolphins, obviously we have Tua. Josh Rosen? Big question mark. We don't know if he's going to be here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I love the guy, but, you know, he's going to be 38 years old. Last year of his deal, is he to come back? Then you bring Cam Newton. You have Jared Stidham still there. Josh Allen, I mean, God, who's their backup? I mean, they brought in Jake Fromm. Who Who is their backup quarterback? It's like slipping my mind right now. Um, Matt Barkley's their <laughs> backup quarterback, so uh, pretty thin there. Um, and then you go to the New York Jets with Sam Darnold. They brought in Joe Flacco. So if you had to choose one of these quarterback situations for over the next five years, which one would you take Mason? Easy. The dolphins. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, the next I agree. Year, it's easily Miami. Now, right now it's probably Buffalo. I I'm, I'm probably a little bit higher on you mean for this season, for this season. It's, it's still Buffalo to me with Allen and what that team has surrounded him with. Um, the Patriots cannot be it with the next five years because Cam Newton just shows he cannot stay healthy that long. I mean, he may have a season of good health, but like you said, I mean, the, the when he was with the Panthers, every year they'd have injuries. Cam Newton's had injuries lately too as well. And then with the Jets, uh, you know, the Jets are the Jets. I don't know if I need to really explain that. But yeah, I mean, next five years, Dolphins easy picked with Tua and how he's going to develop. But um, as of right now, I'd say the Bills with Allen. Makes it a little tougher to say because we don't even know if two of the three quarterbacks will be there next year for the Dolphins, but just the upside that Tua brings. You got to go with Tua. I mean, Josh Allen has had his moments in the NFL, so you could make a case for that. I'm just not a Sam Darnold guy, so I'm not even going to consider that. And then we all know my feelings about Jared Stidham and then Cam Newton. It's crazy. A 31-year-old quarterback. I mean, that's like the prime of your career. And he's right now fighting for his NFL life on a one-year deal with incentives. And he was an MVP just a few years ago. It really is crazy to look at this Cam Newton situation makes so much sense for the Patriots. But if you're Cam Newton, man, and that's the best offer you got, 
I mean, I guess if you look around the landscape of the league, there just weren't many spots for him. You know, after the draft, everyone thought the Chargers would have been a good spot, but, you know, they passed on him and took the quarterback in the draft. So there just weren't a lot of openings. And I guess he wanted a place where he could start. Unfortunately, that's just the lay of the land of the NFL, though. One year you can be the MVP. The next year you're fighting for a roster spot. Um, We've seen it happen time and time again to star receivers, defensive backs, quarterbacks, running backs. It doesn't matter what the position is. You get hurt. You lose a step or two. It makes a huge difference in your career. All right, so Dolphins fans, that's going to wrap it up. I think overall we're in wait-and-seed mode here. I mean, I, I could see this working out very well, and I could also see this being a complete disaster. Honestly, I think it's going to wind up somewhere in the middle. Obviously, for the Patriots, with a team-friendly deal, I don't see why you don't do it. But in ter- terms of changing the landscape, I think it definitely makes Week 1 even more interesting for the Miami Dolphins going to New England. And it's going to be kind of weird seeing Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, you know, I guess the Panthers had the dark blue or the black in their in their jersey, so it won't look too weird. But yeah, the the wearing that helmet for sure, it's going to look strange. I mean, seeing anybody back there consistently for the Patriots as a quarterback besides Tom Brady is going to be a little strange. So we want to know, Dolphins fans, what do you think of the Cam Newton signing? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Finit to Win It. How does this change the landscape of the AFC East, in your opinion? Do you think that elevates the Patriots to the top of the division? Or do you think it does nothing? Do you think that the Patriots are still going to be a team that kind of is right there in the middle of the pack and the Dolphins are ascending and will eventually pass them? So let us know. Fin it to win it. Facebook and Twitter. Follow us on any major podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps the show out. We really appreciate the support. It was fun jumping on this bonus episode of Finit to Win It. Honestly, doesn't shock me. What a typical Patriots move. And the fact that they announce it the same day as the sanctions come down is just typical freaking Patriots. Just sleazeballs, man. Just, God, it infuriates me. Perfect ending point, Riley. I like it. (laughs) All right. So with that, we're going to sign off here at Finit to Win It. So for Mason, I'm Riley. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up, everybody. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.